The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss NVIDIA earnings, a Jackson Hole preview, and election investing. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Chipmaker NVIDIA released outstanding earnings that sent both the stock to an all-time high and shockwaves through the tech sector. Who are the winners and losers? Shares of NVIDIA rose almost 7% on Thursday after the company unveiled a record quarterly revenue and a $25 billion stock buyback plan. NVIDIA is seeing strong demand for its artificial intelligence-focused chips. The company's revenue came in at $13.5 billion, a 100% increase year-over-year. And NVIDIA's earnings are now seen as a bellwether for the AI boom, with repercussions for other big names in the tech space. Mega-cap tech companies expected to benefit from the artificial intelligence boom include Apple, Amazon, Meta, Microsoft, Salesforce, and IBM. Rival chip makers to NVIDIA saw their stocks fall, with advanced micro devices dropping 7% and Intel dropping 4%. NVIDIA is now the first trillion dollar chip maker, and the stock is up 10% for the week and a whopping 223% year to date. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is scheduled to talk Friday morning at the annual Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. Powell is expected to provide an update on the central bank's interest rate strategy, and the market is watching nervously after interest rates increased dramatically in the last 18 months. What is the symposium's theme, and what can we expect from Powell's speech? The topic of the conference is, quote, structural shifts in the global economy, end quote, implying that something has changed when it comes to inflation in the U.S. and around the world. Powell takes center stage today, as investors recall that at Jackson Hole last year, he warned that the U.S. may need to enter a, quote, lengthy period of very restrictive monetary policy, end quote, that will, quote, bring some pain, end quote, which sent markets lower. Powell's speech will be important for rate hike expectations, as investors see about a 20% chance of a hike in late September. The odds of a hike by the November 1st meeting have now risen to 45%, and expectations for Fed rate cuts have also been pushed well into next year. In comments made after the Fed's policy meeting in July, Powell wasn't convinced about inflation easing, and he said he needed to see distortion on supply and demand from the pandemic continue to ease. Expect Powell to address these concerns at Jackson Hole. Powell will also defer to upcoming data releases that will shed further light 
on the impact of the Fed's tightening campaign. The Fed's favorite gauge of inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, comes out next Thursday, and the Labor Department will release its monthly employment numbers next Friday. A question came in this week from Rodney, who asked, What does next year's presidential election mean for the stock market? As someone who likes looking ahead, I appreciate that great question, Rodney. Going back to the 1930s, the S&P 500 has revealed certain patterns over that 90 years. On average, stocks showed somewhat muted performance in the year leading up to a presidential election than they did at other times. In any given 12-month period, stocks are up about 8.5%. But in the year leading up to a presidential election, gains averaged about 6%. After an election, equity returns tend to be slightly lower for the following year. Interestingly, it doesn't seem to matter which party takes office, but what does make a difference is whether the control of the White House changes hands. When a new party comes into power, stocks gained an average of 5%. But when the same president is re-elected, returns were slightly higher, at 6.5%. When it comes to elections in the markets, economic volatility from public policies tend to be industry-specific rather than impacting the general economy. Let's look at two sector-focused examples. Healthcare policy is likely to change depending on the party in power. As a result, the healthcare sector tends to show increased volatility leading up to a presidential election. Similarly, the energy sector can also see increased volatility due to the differing regulatory stances of the two parties on domestic energy production and the desire to create incentives for green energy projects. How should you build a portfolio to weather election years and the post-election period? Three pieces of advice. First, don't panic about market volatility during election season or its aftermath. Election-related volatility might not be necessarily all bad, especially when the economy is otherwise sound. If election uncertainty causes stock prices to move, then that may also create an opportunity to buy. Second, it is important to watch how policies will affect domestic and global trade and global economies. But remember that the average business cycle lasts about five and a half years, which is longer than one presidential term. Third, make sure that your portfolio is diversified and that you are wedded to a long-term strategy that's designed for more than one election cycle. Before we sign off, a special bit of news. The pod has been downloaded over 100,000 times since the year began, Wow, that means you're enjoying our content and sharing it with your community. It is rare for a podcaster to be lost for words, but it is hard to express my gratitude. So I will just say that I am so humbled. Thank you so much for listening, and please keep sharing the podcast. Next week, The Whip interviews a powerful voice for organized labor. With Labor Day right around the corner, You won't want to miss this conversation. Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.